Welcome to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my Smart Parents Successful Students podcast. And I am your host, Helen Panos. And I am happy to introduce you to a guest that I have on this week. And her name is Aviva Black. Hello, Viva. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. I just wanted to introduce you real quick and just say that you are part of, um, you have a company called Familial, and um, I'm going to let you talk about your journey and what your company does, actually, because I believe that this, um, talking about success, which a lot of children um, have difficulties with, okay, um, is something very important, and that's our topic for today, and I wanted you to talk about your journey and how you got where you are today from where you came from. Sure, thank you. So um, eight years ago, my father was um, was sick. He had been sick for several years, and um, I went out to be with him in his last week and of life, and it was you know, a really powerful time. And then he, he passed. And um, in the days following, my brother and sister and I were in his study. And we started going through his, his desk, which was his, like, that was his sanctuary. Oh, by the way, my father was a rabbi. So for me to say that his desk was a sanctuary, it's tongue in cheek. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, he loved his desk and it was always kept very organized. He knew where everything was and we were going through it. It wasn't a mess. And we found an envelope, in a manila envelope that had a label on it that said to Arye, Adina, and Aviva. So that's the three of us. And it had the date, um, I, the year is 1982, okay, on the envelope. Wow. So we opened the envelope and lo and behold, there's a letter that he had written way back in 1982 to the three of us. And on the envelope, it also said to be opened, you know, after my death. Mm -hmm. So we opened this letter and we start reading it. It was typed and it was him. It was him. It was his voice. So he had left us the biggest gift he ever possibly could have given us, especially, you know, in that time. Um, but more than that, it was a way for us to be able to connect with him. And he passed on a lot of wisdom. And um, it was really meaningful and it remains extremely meaningful. In fact, it's the most priceless possession that mm -hmm. I have. 
Um, and it's a way for me to hear his words, hear his voice, hear his stories, his values. You know, he walked the walk and talked the talk, but I'm able to go back and reread this letter, hold it in my hand and read it and just, you know, have him very close to me. Mm-hmm. So I go home. I'm still teaching yoga at the time. And um, my kids are much younger. They're now, you know, in college. Um, But after a while, not that long, like maybe after like four or five years, you know, I held this letter really close to me. And I thought, I have to share this gift with others. I have to be the caveat um, to help people be able to preserve their stories to be able to relay um, the lessons that they've learned, the values that have guided them and their wishes for their children Mm -hmm. um, and be able to pass that on to their kids so that they really know who they are, but also so that their kids can retain that connection. So that's how I started Familial, really. I I wanted a way for people to um, be able to... Uh, it's almost like turning over the leaf on a family tree. Like, you know, you see, okay, here's, you know, my grandpa, then you turn it over and you really see who grandpa was in his own words and in his own voice. So what I do with familial is I help people create these like one of a kind, highly personalized gift for their loved ones in the form of a letter that shares their life stories with the family. So that's what I do. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. That's cool. So that is an awesome story, um, Aviva. I really love that. Um, That's really neat because it's important to have a letter that you can open up from someone that you've, you know, loved and cherished all these years. So does the, let's start with this question. Where do our beliefs about success come from? Yeah, that's that is um, such a such a big question, right? Because when I speak to people, to my clients, which have which range in ages, I mean, mostly from like mid forties up until ninety, the definition of success I've seen has changed. You know, changes over time, right? When we're parents, and we are, uh, you know, we're we're parenting little kids or even teenagers, or Mm. as they get older, we're parenting older kids, we still retain a definition of success that we grew up with. Like, where does it come from? (laughs) (laughs) It comes from, like many other associations that we have or definitions that we have, it comes from, in large part, from our parents. Mm -hmm. got it from their parents and from the time that they grew up and what's so interesting is that whether someone grew up during the depression or whether someone grew up you know in the 50s Mm -hmm. 70s the 90s some of that thread of that definition of success comes from way back it's like in our genetics (laughs) that's true right and There's society Mm -hmm. who places those definitions, you know, upon us. True. (laughs) Right? 
So like, I think it's really important for us to, you know, when we're parenting, when we're putting our kids, you know, through school or when they come to you, you know, to think about, okay, what does success mean to me? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to me? You know, and where does that, where does that come from? It's interesting you say that because like, especially if you're from a different culture, mm. I think success is definitely defined for you <laughs> in certain cultures. Like I'm Greek and I think we've been taught that to be successful is you have to work really hard. You're constantly working. <laughs> I see that. I see that actually with one of my tutors and the way he was raised and how early he gets up and how hard he works. And he's very young. He's actually in his early 20s. Oh, and I'm wow. like, do you ever take time for yourself? <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's, right. That's, that's, I think it's generational for sure. <laughs> so the work ethic, that, that idea of work ethic um, can, be, can definitely be passed on and come from our heritage. I talked to a client whose grandparents were homesteaders. Mm-hmm. And she's not a homesteader. Okay, she lives in California. She's not a homesteader. But I will tell you that work ethic is the number one quality that her people, that she says her people hold on to through the generations. Yep. You know, you work hard. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. Yeah. And for my culture, being Jewish, it's like being a, <laughs> I mean, I just have to be honest. Like traditionally, it's like, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you know, and people are very proud to say that my, you know, my son, the doctor, like that's success mm-hmm. right there. Does that mean I, that has to be for me? And I think this uh, generation of, let's say millennials, the others coming up, mm-hmm. they, they have, definitely have their own mind about, yeah, they're not necessarily going to follow what the generational thing has been. <laughs> so true. I think it di- disappoints parents. <laughs> They're not going to be the doctor or the lawyer that was right. going on for years after years. That's true. Interesting. So the definition of success changing over time as we age, do you want to talk more about that? Or? I do. I do. Because, um, you know, while I work with a, a whole range of, of people of different ages, when I speak to my older clients in particular, and they talk about success, they say that it's a moving target, you know, that it changes over time. And even when you're older, it can be somewhat of a moving target, but their perspective in the long view is definitely different. So mm-hmm. what does it mean to people when you're, when you're older? Um, to be successful. And they say being successful is, you know, I've raised good kids. Mm -hmm. They've raised successful kids. They say, I've raised good kids. You know, Mm -hmm. they participate in the world. They're kind and decent. (laughs) Um, Another person um, talked about how for her success as a parent and, you know, she now has grandchildren. Her success as a parent was just doing the best she could. Mm. That's right? interesting. Yeah. And all these are like opinionated words, right? Good, best. That's so true. Like, how do you how do you define those? Everybody might, I always used to talk about the differences between fact and opinion when I was a language arts teacher. And I'd go, okay, 
So that movie is good, but it may not be good to him or her or the other person, but it's good to you. You, know, you liked it. So that's interesting that you bring up these words, good and best. <laughs> and as the generations go on, I'm wondering what children today, when they become parents, how will they view what's good? And how, you know, if your child was successful, what do you think about that? And what would I say? <laughs> it's so true. And and also like when, you know, I'm thinking about the people that you work with, you know, the parents and the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like my son, he, he went in high school, he saw an academic coach, you know, and what I learned from the coach was, and I do this for a living, right? I talk to people about this kind of perspective, but I had to step back and say, oh, right. Well, what is best for my child's success? Mm-hmm. How, can I, how can I help him become successful? So it's like meeting people, you know, where they're at. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. The success, we're in dynamic, right? We're all in relationship with one another. So we don't live on an island. I'm not going to, you know, my idea of success has to fit with the other people that I live with, that I work with. <laughs> That's true. That that probably keeps people out of divorces. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's interesting because, yeah, um, thinking about the generations to come and how that will they view that over time? How will that right. change? Um, so um, what are the best things that we can give to our kids to be successful then? Any tools or strategies that you suggest? Yeah, I mean, um, and I wonder if these are in line with what you teach, um, what your tutors, you know, also mm-hmm. how they approach their kids. Um, I would say that to enable our kids to be successful, that we look at the child for who he or she or they are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we don't put our each kid into the same mold, right? It's not cookie cutter. I have two kids who are extremely different, extremely different. And some things come naturally to one kid that don't to another. And that's in terms of success and drive. But then personality-wise, you know, there's um, one can be more easygoing and more flexible, you know, mm-hmm. so seeing each and it's the hardest thing to do, right, to to look at our kids and say, OK, they need different things. But what can I do to help our, my child reach the potential that they have? A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Parents, we are all aware that public schools and private institutions use standardized testing to make a lot of decisions in terms of your children's academic success and placements in their schools throughout the year. Mastering test-taking strategies are very important, so important that they need to be taken care of earlier on rather than in middle or high school. These strategies are something that can be taught to children if they are not aware of them. Reach out to us at Dynamis Learning Academy as we have done a great job in assisting children with understanding how to take tests and be successful at them. We can be reached at 770-282-9931.
Thank you. Without being crushing, <laughs> right? You know, without crushing other things, and you know, um, I, most of the uh, clients that I talk to who are older, they say, "You don't need to do this alone." Like, parenting mm-hmm. doesn't need to be done within the confines of your home. There mm-hmm. are people out there like like you to help, right? Mm-hmm. There are tutors. And as parents, there are parenting groups. Like, what does it mean to be a a successful parent? Does it mean that our kid went to an Ivy League? Is that what it means? Like, as a parent, am I then successful? Mm -hmm. Um, Or does it mean that my child is doing the best that they can do and that my child is content? So I think really to be successful, the things that we can give our kids is first being honest about what it means to be successful for ourselves. You know, and it not tying our own success to our child's success. Mm-hmm. And then looking to see, okay, this is where my child shines. This is what my child needs in order to shine. Right. And seeking those resources. And it's important that, yeah, because every kid is not an Ivy League child. Every kid does not need to go to Georgia Tech, for instance, here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And only certain kids can do that. And a child that may have a disability or struggles with certain things, if they, you know, let's say they get into a community college, then that is successful for them. <laughs> so okay. it's too bad. Society is very tricky in that they're giving us the impression that to be successful is you got to go to UGA, University of Georgia, mm-hmm. and, and not go to Georgia State, which is an excellent school, let's say, or Kennesaw State. So... Um, right. colleges only have so many slots to get kids in in the freshman right. year. So I know plenty of smart children that don't get into UGA the first year, or they don't get into Georgia Tech the first year, and they go to one other school and then they transfer in their second year. Exactly. So, and and actually, Helen, you know, I, I growing up, like people really didn't go; they didn't aim to go to community college. Right. But I feel like, I mean, here out, out here in California, anyway, the stigma is being lifted that there are different paths. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I have heard, and I'm, I'm curious to know what, what you think about this, but what I have heard is go to the right college for you. We're so fortunate to have so many options in this country. Mm-hmm. So many. It's, it's unlike Europe, for example, like we have so many options. There's a college for everybody. Right. But just do well there. <laughs> do you well. want to go somewhere where you're going to pass? <laughs> right. right. And, grow. <laughs> and grow. Like do right. well. Yeah. Do you well. Embed yourself in that college life, and that's important. Yeah. So a story I have real quick is that I I had scholarships and stuff that I could have gone to UGA, University of Georgia. And I went and looked at the campus and I was like, oh God, this is so big. Now we're talking a long time ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Won't give away my age, but um, so I actually, and then I was like, you know what? I don't want this. I don't want to be in these huge lecture halls of 300 people. I don't like this. I went and looked at the campus, didn't like it. I ended up going to Georgia State University. Uh, I love Georgia State because I could commute. I could work part-time as well and live at home and save money, which to this day, I am so glad I actually did do it that way. Because I look back at that situation and I 
you know, I had a social life here. I could go to Georgia Tech's fraternity parties. I could still go out with my friends, mm -hmm. you know, and I met great people when I went to my orientation at Georgia State. So, yeah, it's definitely these college campus tours, and I know they had to do them virtually this past year, um, are very important because your child definitely needs to feel like they fit in, That's you know, right. or, or no point in going there and spending that kind of money, really. Um, so what um, what advice would you give your teenage self? That is such a cool question because <laughs> <laughs> um, it both feels like yesterday and an eternity ago, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, what I would say, and you know, I, I'm so fortunate to be in the work that I'm in because I learn so much from my from my clients, right? I get their wisdom too. And what I would say, there are two things. One is to that I've heard my clients use also some sort of, you know, don't tell that I'm stealing it from them. But one is that it's really important to try things you're not good at. Don't just go, you know, towards the things where you can excel. Go take risks and try things where you might not be a natural. That's you know? right. Yeah. And then That's in that case, like what's failure then? Right. That's a great idea. I think, whoo, you got to step outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> and, I, and I wish I had done that more so. That's yeah. awesome. Some drama. I that. Some, yeah, I wish I had done that. So, uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I had a second thing, and now I'm trying to uh, think what that was. Um, it'll come to me. Okay. That, that's, the, that's the big one. So what is the best piece of parenting advice you've received over time that helped you become a better parent, would you say, for your child? Oh, wow. The best piece of parenting advice that I've had is that this time that your kids are in your home is pretty short. <laughs> flies <know>? by. <laughs> it flies by. And um, it's important in that time to prepare our kids and ourselves to be able to fly on their own. So, you know, to let what I, the advice that I got is to let my child, and I, I use quotes around the fail, but let my child struggle and even fail. I mean, if it's not a safety issue, if they're gonna be okay, it's fine for them to, you know, for you to let them not study for a test and, you know, reap the consequences and, you know, go through the struggle, like let them figure things out, you know, for themselves. Can I tell a very quick story? Sure. So this is really quick. I mean, my, my kid was, my son was uh, probably four, maybe three or four. I don't remember when you learned to tie shoes, but anyway, I was late for preschool. Now, can you believe that that was actually something I would think about <laughs> being late for preschool? So I get to preschool, I have him in my hands, you know, pulling him along. And I say to the teacher, I'm so sorry we're late. He insisted on tying his shoe by himself. And she said, isn't that great? And I was like, 
you know, I was exhausted. <laughs> and I thought, oh, wow, that is perspective. And you know what? That was some of the greatest advice mm-hmm. that I received when he was three or four. Like, isn't it great that he wanted to do it on his own? So that's awesome. Let your kid tie his shoe on his own. Don't get Velcro. <laughs> that's great so what did your parents teach us helped you become a better adult I know you had a couple things here you had mentioned oh um my parents taught me that I have to look beyond myself that it's not all about me um as I mentioned my father was a rabbi so he was a community leader he was all about community and serving the world Mm -hmm. and so you can do great on your own you can get straight A's you can go to the best school but if you're really if you're you know he taught me service and so did my mother so that that's that's a big part of being a successful adult for me is being in service you know to others and we each can do it in our own way Mm -hmm. that's a that's amazing And do you have a favorite quote or affirmation that you'd like to share with our audience? Oh, yeah. I know. As we wrap up. (laughs) Um, Can you? uh, (laughs) I do have one. Okay, so this is a funny one because I was watching a show (laughs) about boys to men. Actually, it's a new Netflix documentary about pop. And the first episode is about boys to men. And Michael Bivens, who was their manager, he said, if you're willing to dig deep, success will come. And I I just, I couldn't like get more behind that. I think that is so true. If you put your all into something, you will be successful. And a big part of that is being part of the, is seeing the process Mm-hmm. engage with the process, being committed and seeing it through. And you're going to see success. And that's also what my clients tell me. They're like, look, go after what you want. Do what you're interested in. Just mm-hmm. do it fully. Success will come. Awesome. I like that. That's an awesome quote. So Aviva helps uh, clients recall and capture their stories in a letter to be shared with family. And the inspiration to launch Familial came from her father that she spoke about before, who wrote and left them a very meaningful and loving letter to her and her siblings, which you you would have heard earlier in this interview. That's very priceless. Um, So she is a former middle school and high school teacher and administrator and yoga teacher. I love yoga. (laughs) She's coupled her love of teaching, learning, and reflection with a desire to create deep, lasting connection, especially between the generations with families. And I'm I'm big about generational stuff, so being that I'm Greek. Um, But how can people reach out to you, and uh, do you have a free conversation? I know they can find you on Instagram and Facebook, correct? That's right. That's right. Um, familial stories for Instagram and familial on Facebook. Um, and check out my website. Uh, it's www. Um, it's familial.net. 
the .net part is important. Um, (laughs) And you can see what I do and get in touch with me. There's a a contact sheet. I'd love to talk to you if you're thinking about a gift for a parent. And these letters, you know, they're not end-of-life letters. Like, they are meant as conversation starters for now. The letters are given when people finish them. So um, you can learn a lot and it, it, can, it can be something that's a very meaningful experience for anyone going through it. So awesome. I look forward to speaking to you. Well, that's why I brought you on the show because success is a, a very important thing for children to understand and it's not an easy thing to reach. Um, it's, it's work. <laughs> and um, what I see over time are kids who like to stop or say that they can't do something or, um, you know, well, I can't do it. They're not stepping outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I'm tutoring a little kid right now who who says that to me frequently. And I'm probably on my 12th or so tutoring session. And I can tell you, I've, I told him I, I didn't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> and that unless he tried it, he couldn't tell me that. And so I've seen a huge, huge difference in him. In that's 12 times. Yeah, and that's priceless, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is priceless. Oh, my gosh. You know, he could write a letter to his family, you know, and say, this is what I was doing when I was younger. Don't do not do what I did because I, I had to get that. over that stump. It's pretty cool. Yep. So, well, thank you very much for joining us. And um, say your website one more time for our guests. So they can sure. get it. it's www.familial, F-A-M-I-L-I-A-L dot net. Dot net, everybody. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. And uh, everybody, I hope you guys have a great week. And, and we'll be back on with another guest soon. So stay tuned. Take care. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember... I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.